Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your host, Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome back to another episode of He Shoots, He Draws, and this one is has been a long time coming, because he's been my co-host for six months now. He's sat in on the interviews, he's suggested guests, he's been an absolute superstar, but in in six months, this is the first time that Alan and myself are actually doing an episode as co-hosts to talk about Adobe Max. We've been, you know, we've had guests and people on, but Alan, well, yeah. <laughs> welcome to our first you just you and me episode where you're not the guest. I, I feel like I'm the COVID co-host. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so obviously. Uh, as you may or may not know, um, if you listen to the show and you know who we are, Adobe Max has just finished. Uh, it was on October the 20th to the 22nd. And uh, obviously due to COVID, it would normally be an online event with about 17,000 people and, and increasing as the day goes on, depending on who you talk to. Um, but obviously it was online. Um, and like I've said, to, to this, you know, in conversations I've had this week, Given the circumstances, you know, Adobe had to go this way. They made it free. I think they had half a million people register, um, which is fantastic. Uh, and the fact that people who never would never normally have access to the Adobe Max and the kind of guests they have, uh, myself included. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit, though. Um, it, it opened it up. I think it was a brilliant marketing uh, strategy for Adobe. Because from from a data point of view, they would have gathered so much information from this event anyway, with it being online. Yeah, I mean, they could they could have just not had it. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of conferences that have been cancelled, and a lot of events that have just been, you know, we'll put it off till next year. And instead, Adobe decided we'll still do it. We'll just make it virtual. And they didn't they didn't go small. They went huge. I mean, um, <laughs> they it did. Was a, 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 from, from now, now I am usually a TA at Max, and so I just get to see a little bit of what goes on. This year, I was an absolute outsider. Like I just went as an attendee. Dave actually presented, so we'll have two completely different, uh, you know, how it went for people. Um, but I got to say that they could have just been like, "Here's the new updates. Here's the new stuff. Here's a couple of our Adobe people presenting on it," and then they could have called it a day, and we'll meet y'all next year. But that's exactly the opposite. They went, they, they went huge. They got tons of huge name guests. They did uh, an amazing amount of video. They threw in a bunch of insider jokes. They, they threw in some stuff that if you weren't really paying attention, you know, by the last day you were like, Hey, I've seen that red chair and a whole bunch of stuff. You know, they, they threw in a red stool into just about every interview they did. Um, if you didn't notice it, it it's there, go back and check it out. Um, <laughs> I yeah, it, it's like Zach Braff is sitting on this red stool rotating and you look around and suddenly you look at some of the other interviews and you realize they've all got a red stool in them. The red stool made it through all these different online interviews. Oh, that's right. That's why Dan Styles pulled the red stool yeah. out, sat on it, was too high, took it back and sat on it. And I thought, why did they leave that in? <laughs> that makes more sense. And he did it on, he did it on purpose. <laughs> it was set up. Um, by the way, the Dan Styles uh, piece, we got to discuss because that thing was yeah yeah but, um, yeah we'll come to yeah. that one. I mean, I, so 
I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the the bad stuff first because it's so small and so little, but it needs to be addressed and needs to yeah. be tossed out. So on yeah. the first day, um, the biggest glitch throughout the entire Adobe Max experience was that for a very short period of time, right after the keynote, the scheduling software seemed to um, disappear. And yeah. if you were looking for your schedule to figure out what was next, and I, and I had spent days, you know, like looking at all these different classes and figuring out exactly what to take and who I knew who was teaching and wanting to go to certain classes. And then I went and clicked on my schedule and it said, okay, sign up for class. And I was like, what happened to my schedule? And I had a little bit of a freak out in my office and I'm sitting here and I'm on my iPad and I'm, you know, and my phone and my computer, I'm trying to find my schedule. And uh, it lasted, I think about an hour and then it, everything seemed to come back up and Adobe knew about it. I mean, I, I put out a tweet, it got answered. They were on the Facebook group, they were on Twitter. Um, and as far as I could tell, that was the only glitch uh, technically that they had was that the scheduling seemed to disappear for a little while. It didn't really harm anyone. Maybe some of the first classes right after the keynote got a few less people because we couldn't find them, but um, mm. that was gone. The other thing that I thought was a little odd was when I watched on the iPad, which I thought was a really cool experience because it gave me like landscape mode. It gave me the whole class right there. It didn't have the chat box. Yeah. So it just had the class note that didn't have the chat window open on the iPad. Maybe I screwed up, which Go, yeah. is a total possibility, but there was no chat. <laughs> and um, on the chat thing, I never... Uh, rated any of the classes I sat in on because I didn't realize there was a little rate this class on the top of the chat pod. So to all the people whose classes I sat in on and I, you didn't get a rating from me, I'm really sorry. They were all amazing. <laughs> um, Adobe, if you're listening, uh, is there a way we can rate the stuff we took? Maybe we'll get an email next week. I, I mean, that would be kind of a nice way to do it, but other than that, yeah, I mean, it was the the content I thought this year was stunning. Um, yeah, I think looking at looking at the build up for it, what was interesting for me was the fact that because they didn't have to have people in person and because it was online, uh, it's like the the number of instructors just seemed to be increasing each month till till in the. I think on the website it said three hundred and fifty plus in the web but i think eventually there was something like 400 or something but um i mean just i'll just say a couple of things on what you've just said was uh yeah i think i heard the scheduling thing went on the website but some people were able to access it on their ipad so i don't know if it was gl globally across or whether you'd experienced it on the mobile as well um uh, you're right i looked at mine when someone as soon as someone said that i looked at mine and realized mine had gone as well uh but I kind of had remembered a couple of sessions on the first day anyway. And, um, and mine wasn't until the evening. So it started at five o'clock in the evening for us in the UK. Because I did watch the American one before it. Well, and that was the other cool thing. Was they did an American version, a European version. And a, I think like an Asian. So it, it moved itself around the globe. So you didn't kind of have to just be up at three in the morning watching a class that's on american time it it would roll around and catch up with your time zone um the other thing i noticed that i didn't know whether it was my internet uh was during the keynote there was a lot of freezing originally um and catching up but 
that I didn't know whether that was just a freeze on their part or whether it was just my internet connection not keeping up. But I thought the way they did it was really good. I thought Conan O'Brien was very funny. The way given given there was no laughter track and there was nobody in the audience trying to be funny with nobody la- yeah. you know, you can't hear someone laugh. It's like, you know, presenting and everyone turning their back on you i thought the way the way they handled the humor with conan o'brien was very very funny and clever and and adobe kind of laughed at themselves a little bit which i thought was quite good oh the, the surface um, the surface pro giveaway for everyone in yeah. the audience uh, was truly funny for those people who don't know there was a year um five years ago six years ago where, where it... i think it was 2015 2014. 2014 was the Surface Pro. So yeah. it, for everyone in the audience, and it was a much smaller conference at that point, they actually gave everyone a Surface Pro. So to to go, to go back to that and actually acknowledge that, you know, that little insider joke was one of those things that um, reminded me of like, here's a, a giant, like the Marvel movies, you know, here's, they're huge hits, they're huge, but there's little, there's little, um, there's little nuggets for the people who have read all the comics, who are longtime fans, who have been around for a long time. Here's a little something just for you. Another, and everyone else can kind of figure it out. Little Easter eggs, you know, kind of sprinkled. Yeah, that. I'd have. Yeah, the only thing that would have made that funnier and better is if he'd walked on stage to get it wearing a hoodie, <laughs> and he took the hoodie off and threw it on the floor, <laughs> and then held up. Because <laughs> for those that don't know, and 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 I totally understand why why adobe did it and i kind i kind of heard some feedback around it was they 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 gave away microsoft surface pro then the following year they gave away a fuji camera uh, which is also worth around a thousand dollars so i think the following year loads of people signed up and the numbers went up massively because everyone was like well i'm dropping a thousand bucks here or fifteen hundred dollars but i'm gonna get something worth a thousand i'll get home i can sell that the conference has only cost me five hundred dollars but then i think from the adobe side it's um like suddenly the fuji the fuji um aftermarket got flooded with this particular fuji camera because loads of people sold them and then also like from adobe's point of view Adobe Max is worth the money you pay for it. You shouldn't have to give away a thousand dollar thing to make people come to it. It was a nice thing, but but the year they didn't do it, everyone turned up, sat waiting, thinking, okay, they've not mentioned it in the keynote. Maybe it'd be in the second keynote, and then everyone got a hoodie, and it and it was such a contrast that there was a bit there was a big fallout. But now it's kind of you shouldn't really go to expect that. It would have been nice. I mean, I kind of was banking on it to pay for my flight but i got i got my money's worth out of it and i've still got all the hoodies so i thought that was a nice touch but yeah i thought um given given that adobe sat kind of straight after two big apple presentations with um the first apple presentation which was the watch and everything and then the next one was the iphone and then obviously adobe for me is they're going to kind of follow that path i think the way they presented it i was remember watching a clip and i just thought i want to film this and i know this might upset some people when i say this because i am 100 percent. my flag is in the ground for adobe there was this little segment for about three minutes where they were explaining how the ecosystem works and i just thought if you are a professional making money from the design industry or video or audio 
And these are the industry standard tools. You know, there were filmmakers on there talking about Premiere Pro, they, you know, Audition, Photoshop, Illustrator, the best, the best people in the industry, in the world are using these tools. And it's $50 a month, $50, $60 a month. There was a segment where it showed the ecosystem, how everything works. And I just thought, if you can't watch that and think, oh, it's not just about me overpaying for software, because you're not, it's... It's all the other stuff. Right. It's all the the way it all connects and talks to each other, and there's apps, and you've got things on the iPad, and there's some stuff that's free, and there's storage, and there's sharing, and the way they make the products talk to each other. There is nobody else that does it like that, and it's it's like fifty fifty six dollars a month for the best tools in the industry. It, it's uh, it it always gets gets me when. I mean, I know the I know the kind of people that say that. It's the people who generally, because I, I firmly believe, if you can't make money and you don't make money from any of those um, parts of the industry that requires those tools, of course you're not going to drop that kind of cash for it. That's like tinkering with your car and going buying. I don't know if Snap On is a big. Yeah tool thing but if you're tinkering with your car you're not going to buy go and buy the biggest snap-on toolbox and every single spanner and wrench they do if you only go out and tinker with your car every couple of weeks it's ridiculous so of course you wouldn't do that with the adobe suite but if you are earning money or you intend to earn money it'll be the best investment you make and then when you've got an event that has got 350 400 people showing you how to squeeze the best out of every single one of those apps and it's completely free to you for a year to watch and learn that alone i'd pay 50 dollars a month just to have all of that information at my fingertips to go and watch whatever i want whenever i want to learn those tools so adobe max kind of paid for the subscription in a way i mean i do see a huge just my opinion i I see a huge push on adobe's side to add more um educational content in right into the apps I mean, there's there's literally learn learn how to use Lightroom inside of Lightroom. There's learn how to use Photoshop now inside of. I mean, they are really pushing the amount of uh, educational material for using their software that's out there. And the reality is, if you yeah. are a young person, I'm not. I'm an old person. But if you say me, but if you if you're you're, you're young to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that young. If you're, if you're if you're young right now, if you're in high school, if you're in college, if you're starting to create and you you you've got an iPhone or um, one of the Pixel phones and you have a decent camera and a decent, you have a video recorded with you. Um, uh, Anna DuVernay was talking about this. You you know, she didn't say, she said, just go out and, and make a movie. Don't, don't think about it. Don't talk about it. Don't try to like, oh, I can't do it. I've got to have, she goes, you've got a camera in your pocket that shoots 4K video and you have software that can, that can process that with, even with Adobe Rush, even with the small, you know, the, 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 the add-on products, you just go out and do it. Just go out and make something. What Adobe products are is if you go out and make something with them now, you're using the same products that are being used by the big studios, by the mainstream media things. And if you end up going and you're looking to go get a job and you're like, I did all these video things and I know I know After Effects and next thing you know is you're working for CNN because you could yeah. do that. If you go in there and you go, well, no, I've never used... I've never used After Effects or Premiere or Audition or any of the, they're going to look at you like, we can teach you the tools, but you're going to be a step behind. Someone comes in with yeah. with the goals and they already know the tools. 
they're going to be a step ahead. So um, my buddy Alex Sinclair is a colorist for comic books, completely outside of Max, but he said he'd much rather teach someone how to use Photoshop who's an artist than try to teach someone art if they know Photoshop. And, I, and it's stuck in my head <laughs> right. because I know Photoshop, but I'm not an artist, I'm a photographer. So I can completely get that. I can teach you the tools. But if you have the opportunity to learn the tools while you're practicing your art, you might as well start with the best toolbox there is. And for photographers, yeah. $10 a month is Photoshop and Lightroom. You don't have to spend on everything. You can start yeah. it. And there's a lot you can do in Photoshop. I mean, I'm I'm teaching classes at the moment that are for people who would normally want to make stuff they should do in InDesign. I'm showing them how they can make it in Photoshop. Um, you can make logos. You can make vector logos in Photoshop. You can edit video in Photoshop. You can do camera raw, Lightroom style retouching in Photoshop. I mean, just for the ten dollars a month. It, it, that alone is a great entry and i and i said and this isn't going to go down a whole advert for adobe it's, it's just that we got our reasons for 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 liking for loving adobe i said to a designer once look listen i totally get it's not for everyone the same way all the android users will never go to the apple ecosystem it's a pre personal preference however you the if you ever see an advert for a job that you're going for and in the job spec it says only must be proficient in affinity photo designer and publisher i'll pay your wages for the first year because no no professional right. studio and if there is one out there it's very very rare um, no professional studio is only going to go down that route. They are three great tools. They are three great yeah. tools. They're $49 each or whatever it is, 49 quid each, and um, there will be price increases. Don't believe it's free for life. It's not. Um, but, okay, if you want tools that can do some of the stuff, you can create some amazing. They've got some fantastic artists. But you'll learn the skill. But when you go for a job, nearly every studio in video and audio you maybe final cut pro uh in the in the video side is going to be worth using but big studios are not going to go oh no we don't use audition we use garage band <laughs> you know that if you can learn the tools of the trade you are more likely to get hired and find yourself getting more work because it's not only about learning the tools and being better at them it's the way they react right. to each other, the way you can go from Premiere Pro to After Effects. You can bring Illustrator and Photoshop into After Effects. You can bring Audition. You can come out of Premiere Pro into Audition and back. And, and then all the extra bits that build on, they all work together. And that's what I think was so cool about Max this year for both right. of us, because we're still learning audio and video, is there's beginner classes, there's intermediate and there's expert and they really picked a good balance of covering all the products throughout yeah. the range. So let's just talk about that for a minute because usually at Max, there's two different kinds of classes. There's a, a talk where someone explains something and you get to listen, and there's labs where you get to actually try it out. So because this year there were no labs as such because there's no rooms set up, set up with all these computers, um, their labs are kind of like tried at home and follow along. And what I noticed is that they took all the labs and they divided them into into half hour chunks. Three. So you had yeah. a, you had kind of like a starting point, a middle point, an end point. 
which I thought was absolutely fantastic because I did a bunch of the lab classes and I and I started off, oh yeah, okay, I kind of know this and the, the first, you know, and then by the by the third class and especially like Ben Wilmore's class on round tripping between Photoshop and Lightroom, by the time he was into the advanced stuff, even I was like, I didn't know I could do that, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I remember there was a question that popped up and someone said, how, Ben, how long have you been using these products? <laughs> it's like, since, since they were thought of, uh, I think Ben's been beta yeah. testing both Photoshop and Lightroom since they were, you know, I, knee high to yeah, a grasshopper. Um, but it was a really great progression. And because they weren't all in the same day, it was, um, I kind of got to like take it in smaller chunks. It wasn't sitting in a classroom for an hour and a half working through a whole project, which is great. But you leave there kind of shell-shocked. You kind of feel like you just got a mm. whole bunch of information shoved in you. This was, oh, okay, I'm taking it step by step and it's spread out over three days. And I can now go back and rewatch them for a year. I believe Adobe is keeping the classes up for a year online. Yes, they are. Yes. Maybe not some of the live stuff, but uh, the, the class stuff is, is going to be there all year. So if you listen to this now and you're going, oh, man, I missed it, you haven't it's still out there you can the chats won't be open but the classes are still going to be there you'll still be able to get the information so yeah i think i think you might need if you haven't got one you might need an adobe account but that's that's free anyway you just have to put your details in set it up and then you'll be logging in to watch it but it's all broken down into you can search it by product by uh like beginner intermediate by whether it's video audio um is there's such a wide variety and there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of great instructors that we've seen at max the last four or five years uh and then you've also got the, the speakers as well so rather than rather than us talk about the lessons because that's a given go and watch the lessons if you want to learn premiere pro there's a ton of stuff there'll be one saying what's new watch jason levine just because he's an amazing human being right. anyway um you know there are some fantastic instructors we've seen but the talks for me are the ones i always get excited about because i do like i like to just sit there and and have someone tell me a story or educate me and we'll start with dan styles because i pers- i messaged him today and i said cuz i've been lucky enough to meet dan and got to know dan through work and i said to him i i actually believe your class was the most thought out and well presented and executed of all the talks I saw this year I thought it was right for the moment the way he explained it was absolutely perfect he highlighted things you would never have really thought about to do with uh, media information and advertising I think everybody should watch that class given the climate we're in at the moment everybody should watch that class Uh, so um it's called Meme Wars. Uh, I think it was called Meme Wars. Yeah. Uh, we'll put a link to it. We'll Meme put a Wars, link to yeah. it right, right below yeah. this. Um, I posted a link to it on, on Facebook and, and I think Twitter yesterday after I'd seen it. I happened to catch it live or when it was first presented yesterday. And um, it was the most amazing thing that I had seen because it spoke directly to... Uh, what is going on politically in um, the US and the UK and just about every other country on the planet. It talked about social media. It talked about how design has been used to influence people's uh, 
not only buying, but their thought process. And um, the use of the, his design and use of color in the actual presentation was <clears throat> amazing. I've now watched it three, three or four times just to try to find <laughs> all the little nuances. And there's a lot of them in there. Uh, I have never met him. I don't know him. I just the name popped up, seeing him on the screen. Everything about that presentation was perfect. It was absolutely yeah. polished and and brilliant. And it was probably well, I'll tell you right now, it was one of the top two uh, presentations I saw um, at at Adobe Max. And the weird part is the other one was by another guy who lives in Portland. So it's it's really like I don't know what's going on yeah. in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> But kudos to Oregon for, you know, producing um, uh, some of the, the national treasures of American design. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to throw in a third here because he deserves a name check and he's going to be on the podcast as well. His name's Von Glitschka. Oh, he's also Oregon. Is he really? I didn't, yeah. know, I didn't know it was an, it was, it was an Oregon. Yeah. He's in uh, Salem. He's just just near Salem. Yeah. <laughs> I li- I just I but, lived in so, Oregon. Go on. I'll let. Well, I lived in Oregon for seven years. I and uh, I never knew there were that many towns and people up in, uh, in the state. So, <laughs> well, it's it's the HQ of Adidas and yeah. Nike as well. Is it? There's a big, big, massive. Um, creative design uh area there because you either work for nike or adidas or you own a studio that works with nike or adidas under armor i think are there and there's a couple of other big companies out that way um but yeah what was interesting for me was because obviously you can kind of bias each other by saying oh you should watch this because he's a really nice guy or you've met him what was really cool today was i saw alan shared the dan styles talk and i'd not even mentioned dan to alan no. and it was interesting that he picked on someone that i knew and shared it and i thought great because alan and i talk a lot about politics and things we, we talk every week even if we're not doing the podcast sometimes twice and if we're lucky we get those <laughs> conversations down to about three hours each time but but what was cool was that Alan picked up on it and, and shared it and it was somebody that he didn't realise I knew. Yeah. And whereas the other one uh, that I thought I was lucky enough to get a preview the night before because I was chatting to Aaron and he said you know, he was a bit nervous about it because you know everyone's talking about a lot of what's been going on in 2020 and it's not just been about COVID, it's been about Black Lives Matter, there's been politics going on. Um, I thought Aaron Draplin's talk is another one that should... Oh that people should watch as well so because <laughs> so, you know i'm gonna i'm gonna a couple of years ago um all right we were in uh, L- la for adobe max two years ago so 2018 yeah and dave was a ta and i was not i was just uh up there to go to a no i was a ta it was my first year as a ta i'm sorry um and we're yeah, walking you down were a hallway TA, yeah. and this giant bear of a man comes over and gives david a hug I'm, I'm like, uh, okay, and just kind of backed away a little bit. <laughs> like, I hope Dave knows who this is. And I didn't realize it, it was Aaron Draplin at the time. And uh, a couple of off-color jokes later, and, you know, everyone went on their own way. And I was like, oh, that was an interesting guy. And um, the following year, last year, we were in L.A. again for Adobe Max. And this time I actually got to sit down and talk to um, Aaron for a little bit. And um, we have some musical tastes in common. We have some stuff we're talking about. And he just was a genuinely nice guy. So when I saw that he had done this talk and it conflicted with something else that I was watching on Max, I didn't see it when it went live. But I 
grabbed the replay. Um, and then I uh, stopped and I got my wife and I sat down and I managed to stream it onto the big screen so we could actually watch it again in the living room because it is such a powerful talk. Um, and it was not just about design or earning a living or doing any of this other stuff. It was um, how to help, how you can, how you yeah. can help. And, and a lot of times I sit at home and I feel very useless because like, what can we do? And, and the idea that you can do little things, you can do big things, but as long as you're doing something to help was, was really powerful. And it reminded me of the first time I heard him speak, which was back two years ago. Uh, Dave and I and a whole bunch of people had gone out for lunch. Dave had to run because Draplin was teaching and he was helping out or something. And um, I had Dave's, his food was delivered after he left. <laughs> you have my lunch. So I had his lunch and I went to go deliver his lunch and I walked into the back of Aaron presenting. I got in there about five minutes after it started and I sat in the back row with Dave's food. And uh, I thought I would just drop it off and I would just leave. And I got completely caught up in the talk that was going on. And it was a, it was a business talk. But it was a business talk in the same way that this was a business talk. It was mistakes he'd made, um, things that had gone wrong, and a guy who's successful and has a business, and how they're willing to open up and show that they're human beings and how to. And I, it literally just absolutely blew me away. And I believe it blew Adobe away as well because there was a poll going around on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this, Dave, but it was like. No, oh, there I was a poll going around on Twitter that was like, rank your favorite moment from Adobe Max today. And there were four things. And one of them was like um, uh, the, uh, 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 I think it was a John, John's woodworking or Stanley Tucci's drink making. Oh, Aaron Draplin is your new life yeah. coach. <laughs> Aaron Draplin is your new life coach. Yeah. Actually, like winning at the time, which is really you know, and so at least Adobe <laughs> kind of like understood that this was this was a very powerful speech. And the the part that I love was the fact that if you go watch it now, there will be a warning at the beginning that there's adult content in it because Aaron's language is yeah. well, like my language. I really try to control myself for the podcast that so Dave doesn't have to keep beeping me out but it's got some adults uh, it's got some adult <laughs> words in it so I'm warning you but it, again we'll put a link to that one in the notes as well because those yeah. two and what fantastic yeah and and the things with both is like obviously that Dan's was very very educational um I know Dan I know the kind of work he does and the kind of person he is that wasn't just him trying to find a thing to talk about to make himself look good. That all came from Dan. Um, he understands, I think he got a degree in psychology anyway, or sociology. I think he's got, he knows his stuff with Aaron. It's I've talked about him enough on this website. I mean, I, I, I even said the other day on one of the interviews, I, I credit, I credit him being a part of the mechanic, the mechanism, the mechanication, oh, I don't know what the word is. Basically, he was part of the equation of me getting the job that I've got now that I absolutely love. And if you can go back and you can go on YouTube and find any of the talks that Aaron has done, whether you love him or hate him, you know, everyone's got a different taste to the kind of people they like. The guy is one of the hardest working people in the industry that I've ever met. And when I say that, he if he's traveling the country doing gigs he's generally driving the van 
with his uh, partner Lee, who is she's the real boss of DDC, I swear. Um, they drive the miles. He bought this orange van. They drive the miles. They haul the merch around. The the his shop in his back garden now, um, where all his merch is. They Lee picks and packs it. They they do it all themselves. They he puts in the hours. He puts in the miles. Probably the, I've spoken to him where times he's been absolutely shattered and dead on his feet, but he doesn't want to let anybody down. He if, to the to the 12 year old kid or he's had nine 10 year old kids turn up at his talks who are learning design that just want to meet him he will stop and sign every single autograph and take every single selfie at every single gig he never says no and i love that about him his twitter feed is very good he numbers every tweet and he makes each tweet count he's very um open and honest about that if somebody famous dies i mean he does this tweets for so and so like eddie van halen the other day um he posted a really nice one for my dad when we lost my dad which was lovely he's for me work ethic and attitude i think when you watch his talks it is all completely from the heart i love the humor that he's got there's a bit 10 minutes in where he says this piece and then he just looks to the camera and he goes i hope you're recording that But he is, I've, I've spent time with him. I was lucky enough two years ago to, to stay at his house and spend time with him and Lee. And we just sat and talked about all sorts of music, my brother's band and um, design and, and bits and pieces. And he just genuinely gives a shit. Yeah. And that's, that's, that comes across. And that comes yeah. through. Yeah. And the fact that he was saying, not to give the talk away, but the fact that he was saying, when you've got, when you're in a position where you can help more than others, then you should. Um, you if 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 people need a voice and they haven't got the platform, if you've got that platform and you believe in what's going on and what's happening, don't be precious about what what you've built, who you are. Give people that chance. And he said he you know he'd made new friends. He was educated by it, by everything he learned about BLM. Um, he opened up his Instagram for others to use to promote stuff. He got to work with d- different people on different projects all in all in shutdown and the other thing i liked was the 888 which was eight hours work eight hours play eight hours sleep and the fact that he was learning stuff he was making things he was taking time for himself because he wasn't having to you know haul his pull himself around the country doing the talks he said he missed it but i think between those two talks yeah top two without a doubt the two um, two highlights for me of of the yeah of the things that i will watch again and again, and recommend, and I did. I've already put him out on my social media, and I'll put him out again. These are things that I think everyone needs yeah. to look and see what's going on in in the design world. And weirdly enough, both of these came out of a, a conference where they're talking about software and designing stuff, and neither one of them had anything to do with new tick, new tricks, new tips, new tools. No, they were they were about. Um, they were about what's going on in the world. Yeah. Create being creative. Yeah, and and cre- creative. Yeah, that was it. Cre- is it creativity for all? Isn't it? Was the tagline for Adobe Max? Yeah, I mean, I think that's their. I think that was their tagline. This year. Honestly, I, I, that kind of stuff. I know. I know they spent a lot of time working on those things, and I go. It kind of goes by me a lot of times because I get very focused on yeah on what I want to get out of things. Um, yeah. I watched some of the other interviews. Uh, another favourite of mine, uh, purely because I love the, love him as an actor, and and he was in one of my all time favourite shows was Zach Braff, and Zach's talk was really good because n- there was nobody interviewing him, and you didn't kind you didn't realise that until 
like you sat there listening to what he's talking and he actually can he actually did a talk like he was being interviewed yet he wasn't interviewed he just the pace of it and the information he was giving and a little bit of his background and his story um he he's on my list of people I'd love to meet one day in fact he just helped work with um Bill Lawrence on Ted Lasso and I spoke about Ted Lasso on the Scott Kelby episode one of my new favorite things that was on Sky Plus but Zach Braff is a very talented actor great uh, he's a director and a producer he makes his own films and that um I thought he was good I, I did like I, watched... I did like the Zach Braff thing I've, I've always loved Scrubs going back to the thing Scrubs used to make me laugh um, yeah I thought that was that was a good one um I I, I can never I can't pronounce his name Takedo the, the guy who oh what yeah Taika Watiti yeah, I think is he did Thor Ragnarok he's not going to yeah, listen to sorry. this he's he not Thor listen. Ragnarok he had one of the most interesting little interview segments I don't know if you saw it Dave but it's very stream of consciousness very out there but yeah um, I found by the end of it I was just laughing I mean it just made me like want to create something and one of the things he said that that i, I like that in the back of my head has been like a little brain worm was that he doesn't really come up with themes for stuff it's like someone else you know <laughs> does that it was like no i just make the movies you know i just have this thought and then i i just i don't look for themes that's when a film geek later on goes yes there's a a trend of it and he goes yeah yeah sure that's right <laughs> you know but his it was, very, it was a very light-hearted kind of look at a, at a guy who um it was very funny i mean i just and he's made I, yeah again thor ragnarok in the marvel universe is probably my favorite standalone movie and i'm a giant comic book if you've heard this podcast for a while yeah comic books are all right i thought that was a, a well worth it um and i watched um and annie atkins yep. we i saw her in person and a uh, little scoop here annie atkins is going to be on he shoots he draws got that one lined up um very lovely lady very talented and i love movie stuff behind the scenes and annie makes props for films and and i'm not going to give anything away but if you watch her class um or go to annieatkins.com she's got an amazing book out at the moment so uh, she's going to be on the podcast and also the other person um i thought was really good uh, I need to watch Paula Scherz as well, but Paula there was Scherz an was actress. I, I did. Well, I did catch Paula Scherz. Yeah. Um, I think you've mentioned the name before, which is why I kind of stuck at it as it scrolled by. And I, I, I mean, her use of ty- typography and the way she designed um, was was it was a it was a good one. Um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, Rob Jet. So there's people like Rob Jenner, who's a really good friend. But yeah, there was so much diversity as well that I loved. There was a it was an actress on I can't remember her name, um, but she was in a film that had come out recently. Hers was really funny. Um, I did watch a bit of Gary Vaynerchuk and Scott Belsky, which was interesting because, as I've said before on the podcast, I don't completely subscribe to the Gary, the whole Gary V Roadshow, but he he is ahead of the game and i have to give him credit he's he he's very like he saw i remember when he was saying you got to be on tiktok you got to be on tiktok seriously get on that train now you are not going to regret it and i'm sitting there thinking tiktok's just 12 year old girls dancing why would anyone be on that tiktok has been the app has been the platform that through covid has absolutely skyrocketed 
there is so much creativity on there so many great it's not just people dancing and lip syncing I, most of the people i follow are educational on there uh, we had jesus ramirez on uh the last episode talking about how he built a platform on tiktok the one thing that Gary and Scott talked about because if you don't know Scott Belsky who I'm not sure what his job role is at Adobe but he's very high up he actually owned Behance and Adobe bought Behance off him so he was an entrepreneur talking to Gary V who's an entrepreneur and that was a good talk because you know love him or hate him again Gary V is very passionate about what he does um I do always find it hard to take advice on what I should do off someone who's a multimillionaire when kind of it's <laughs> easy for him. We're not, we don't have those things in common, but it was a good guest, a good talk. And I, I found the Stanley Tucci making an old fashioned look was awkward to watch. Um, I didn't see the Nick Offerman woodworking thing. <clears throat> I felt some, there were a couple of bits that maybe they could have saved some money there and, 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 put it somewhere else i don't know it was it was i guess it was like having a commercial break it was a little bit like um, a and you cleanse right there <laughs> a little bit like to, to break up yeah break up some of the heavy stuff i mean uh i don't know if you yeah caught it, but i did i watched the wes anderson interview um or the wes anderson i didn't see that one yet fascinating and the way he the way that one starts if even if you don't like him or you don't like his style it's really fascinating to see how he starts that one just discussing that he's going to use two camera angles so if you want to switch between the two you can actually cut and paste him from one into the other it was just a really interesting way to begin the entire the entire talk and um the, uh, his visual style is really fascinating and his um one of the things he does which i i really admire is that he likes to work with his friends who doesn't like to work yes. with friends and the idea that he's making movies and wants to get his friends in them are, you know, that just speaks to me. Most of the, most of the good things that have happened to me in my life, even job wise have happened because of friends. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I've got the skill behind it, but I got the job as the sports arena photographer because a friend of mine was doing printing for them and recommended me. Um, you know, it just, those little, the friend stuff kind of helps. Um, yeah which and you go back yeah. and work with them because you know what you're going to get there's a lot of directors that have the same you know tarantino often has the, the same kind of actors in there um there's a couple of producers um my my mind's gone blank but i know there's uh, oh adam sandler whenever you watch an adam sandler film he, there's always about five people that are always in his films and it becomes a thing where you try and spot them yeah. like when are they going to appear who are they going to be but that yeah it's great i mean that's the thing it's again goes back to collaboration and working together and being creative and rather than have to start cold with someone every single time which is going to take time to catch up you you build a creative team around you and you're you're, you go into it warm and get hot really quickly yeah i mean it's it i found that the creative inspirational talks i don't really know i mean to me they're they always i always divide everything that adobe does at max into two categories i'm going to learn something that's going to help me in my job or something that i want to learn or i'm going to be inspired to create this year i tried to really yeah. kind of bounce between the two because i'm sitting here in my office alone so it wasn't it wasn't like usually we sit in, we sit in the you know in the big hall there's there's a group of between 10 to sometimes 20 of us all, you know, we know each other. We're all chatting amongst each other. We're all discussing the things that are going on on stage, especially, you know, it's like sneaks. 
this year I'm sitting here at nine o'clock in the morning in California watching Sneaks live, realizing it's not a good idea to drink at nine o'clock in the morning, but Sneaks without a beer was a little bit, you know, <laughs> like, oh man, I really feel like I need an adult beverage for this. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> Sneaks is, I, I've got to say this because I, I would love to get Paul Tranny on the show because I'm trying to work my way through the evangelists. And uh, just as an aside, 20 of the Adobe Max guests have been on the wow. podcast. Just saying. Um, put, watching Paul Tranny with a celebrity that generally has no interest <laughs> in Adobe products have to then sit for a best part of an hour, hour and a half watching new technology being displayed and shown off that they were like so adobe sneaks for those of you who don't know it's they have a session where they show you stuff they're working on that may or may not end up being in the product in the final product over the next well over the next five years because we've seen stuff at sneaks in 2016 that still hasn't come out and yet we saw something a year before that that has come out and adobe sensei is a lot behind it but they get the engineers that have come up with the idea and they encourage them to try and make this thing and then they get to present it at Adobe Max. But they Paul Tranny brilliantly presents it and I don't know if it's some kind of weird thing he's got to feel as awkward as he can, but they give him this celebrity and he's had some comedians with him. He had Jordan Peele one year. Um, he had Chelsea Handler this year. Last year was John Mulaney. And um, I feel awful now that I can't remember the third one. Um, it was the guy from uh, la, 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 the I. No, hang on. Is he from the IT crowd? No. Um, oh, what's the geeky? Yeah, John Mulaney last year. No, he had a uh, a woman there before that I can't remember her name. It's I feel terrible. It was it was the the Indian guy, comedian. Kamal was. Yes, Kamal. That's I, it. I wasn't. That's that's that predates me, so I'm 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 newer than that. <laughs> so he might have been. Yeah, he was the one before John Mulaney, and he was brilliant. He really embraced. I mean, Jordan Peele was funny, but yeah, he embraced the whole thing of him not a bit like Conan O'Brien did where they made out he knew all this <laughs> Adobe technical stuff, and he really really went to town. Oh, and also. Um, Oh man, who's the actress? Um, oh, the one that was in the film with Chris Rock. Hang on, how how many Adobe sneaks have there been? Because that's more guests I've seen than I've, <laughs> than I've been at Adobe Max. Uh, Tiff, Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish. Haddish. She was she was two years ago. She was the first one, and then last yeah. year John Mulaney. And that's that's as far back as I go, but. Again, Sneaks is usually right before the Max Bash, usually on night two. Yeah. Uh, there's adult beverages in the back of the room. So um, at nine o'clock in the morning, you get to have yeah, a drink at nine o'clock in the morning, it's a little, yeah. it's, it was a little rough. Uh, but I will say, if you you know go look up there, Sneak, I know it's online for a bunch of them uh, going back some years. I, I played some yeah. with my wife just to show her some of the technology. Some of it is literally mind blowing. You look at it and you're like, that is absolutely amazing. Um, some of the stuff this year is is I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, I thought some of it we'll see pretty quickly in the future. Um, so mm. I just there's one thing that to me it blew my mind, and it was a French uh, a woman with a French accent showing how you could take material swatches and put them into pictures. I actually like sample the material so that they had the not only but the colors but the textures and 
Yes. I, I, I saw that and I, I immediately, like my brain went to, my wife and I have been talking about remodeling our bathroom for 17 years. We've been living in the house 17 years. The first thing we said when we moved in is one day we'll remodel the bathroom. We're still talking about it. But to be able to combine the artificial um, AR reality stuff and this would be able to be like, we can redesign the bathroom virtually with actually how it would look and, and, and be the textures without ever having to know the programming behind doing it, which I, I saw that in my head. And I was like, okay, could you please have that out fast and could you sell it to you know yeah. some kind of Home Depot or Lowe's or one of those places so that I can virtually redesign my bathroom. I'd be much more motivated to do it if I could you know, do it on my iPad or my phone. And, um. Well, that's the, that's, that's the interesting thing, really, because when you think of a piece of software like that, is you think, oh, that's really cool that you can, like, hold your phone up and then look at look and see what the room would look like, and then you can touch it and change materials yeah. and colours and but you drag things, and you think, oh, yeah, super cool. But the, the other side of that is look how that will increase another industry where people will now starting to be ordering more things for their home. So it'll be great for companies to get in on, well, here you are, have all of our products, so you can see what our products look like in that. And then you can click on them, order them online. It's just it's just that technology that allows companies to be able, especially now where we're in this world where we can't touch people anymore. That's mostly because of the restraining <laughs> order. But, but where, where you can't go into shops and touch and handle things, right. Being able to do this kind of stuff and and do it all online is right. super super important. And right someone now. has to sit there and take. I like pictures. the. I mean, someone has to create this content. Yeah. Um, I think that I'll go back to Aaron's talk when he talked about the fact that he designed a stamp. That design yes. is for everyone. Like literally, it's not just for people who can afford it. It's a stamp. Everyone yeah. can use it. It's thirty. I don't know what a stamp is these days. So forever stamp, thirty-seven cents, forty-three cents, whatever. But it's it's you know it, the same amount of, of thought went into designing that small little piece of paper and goes into designing a building, goes into designing an infographic. It's yeah. all design. And, um, yeah. So, man, what a week! <laughs> I, I can tell. Well, we get higher, we get more excited, we start talking. It was a it was a it was a crazy week for me just watching it. Now I got to ask Dave, yeah. what was it like presenting at Max this year? Because, well, obviously being one of the big star names, um, <laughs> which had pre- pre- the pressure that came with that, Alan. You, yeah, when I'm looking, I said to Keanu Reeves the other day, um, like, what are you going to talk about? Because you've got like Bill and Ted, um, you can promote, and maybe The Matrix is quite good. But can can you hold an audience for half an hour with InDesign? Nobody, you can't. So you go and talk about your time travel, <laughs> and you leave the professionals to teach <laughs> InDesign automation. But that aside, um, it was it was weird because personally, I'm very I, I'm a very retrospective person. I I tend to look backwards more than I look forwards. Um, and you and I have discussed many times of our history and how we've got to where we are today and how grateful I am that you're one of my absolute best friends and one of the people I speak to the most in my life. That's all become, that's all come because of the experiences we've had and how we met and where we met and I'm I'm forever grateful for that. So to get to a point where I've been TA for four years and then the book came out, I kind of always wished 
I could add Adobe Max to my CV. But at the same time, I've learned from some very, very good professionals who are far more qualified than I. Um, and I was absolutely honoured when I was asked to do a session at Adobe Max. I, I'd, have, I'd have happily done five minutes just telling people how to spell InDesign or how to just open the app. So they gave me something which was quite good because it was something I sort of use on and off but had never really... I mean, I mentioned it in the book, How Do I Do That in InDesign, available from all good bookstockists, Amazon and Rocky Nook. Um, but I'd never really kind of duck my head into scripts until I was given this class to do because they asked me specifically to do a an automation thing. And it was all pre-recorded. So I you know, went through the scripts that I thought would be useful for people, put it together, recorded the class, didn't like it, recorded it a second time, didn't like it, recorded it a third time until I was happy with it. Um, because I wanted to do my best. You know, I, I might have been one of however many hundred instructors, but people, I expected a, a, a few hundred people to sign up for my session and just want to learn about Adobe Scripts. The worst part, I tell you now, I, I decided to do a two-camera piece because they said in the meeting, it's nice if you can put a face, people can see who you are at the beginning. Um, and some people were on screen the whole time during their sessions, which good luck to them. I don't like being on camera. It took me almost an hour to, to do my two-minute intro for that class because of just not being comfortable on camera, my eye twitching and all that stuff that I've spoken about before. But I really wanted to do it. It was like, I have to do this. I have to give them my best. I have to put on the best show I possibly can. So I pre-recorded this 25-minute session. Thought, you know, nice of a few hundred people rock up and they learn something great. It was. I found out it was going to be shown twice. It was going to have a premiere, which was... The premiere was, it's the first time it's shown at Max. And then I have to be available to be in a chat room to answer any questions. Now... If, if we were at Adobe Max, you and I being TAs, we know that the, the let's say it was like a mini lab right. is the best it could be described, is you would have done, you would have been working along with me. Um, if people have got questions, you, you do get a bit of time at the end to do the questions, but it's not very good to have questions during the demo because it disrupts. But what was nice was as the demo was going on, people were able to ask questions online and because I'd already pre-recorded it, I could sit there and respond to them. And at first I thought I had to be on camera, which I was a little bit nervous about. So once Max came round and it was all, it's my turn tonight, it was okay. I didn't have to be on camera. I had three very wonderful people from Adobe to help me out uh, to monitor it. And they were they were fantastic, and I, I take my hat off to all the Adobe staff who who were helping monitor and moderate these sessions. The questions were great, the feedback was great. What absolutely astounded me was overall for my two sessions, two twenty five minute sessions. I think I was about fifty short, fifty people short of eighteen thousand registrations to watch my class. Wow. That's and I jokingly said to my family, um, I said to my wife, how many people do you think have signed up to watch my class? And and she said, I don't know, two, three. So I said to my oldest son, how many do you think have signed up? And he went, oh, no, more than that. I reckon about 14 or 15. So I made them guess until they got to 13, because at the time, 
of saying that it was 13,000 and I said I go up oh, up up down down okay 13 and they went oh that's not bad and I went now add three noughts to that <laughs> <laughs> they went 13,000 I said yes and if I'd had a mic in my hand I'd have dropped it and walked out the living room and then got back in and picked it up because I'd have been told off for leaving a mess on the floor but <laughs> but I was absolutely gobsmacked I remember Colin Smith saying he had 20,000 people signed up for his class and so if you're listening if you are listening and you were one of the people that signed up thank you because it was incredible even if you even if all those people didn't turn up they at least added me to their schedule um as as a class they wanted to watch we don't get the numbers yet but i know i do know there's some weird metric that means you won't get true numbers for how many people came to your class there's some there's something in that that i i can't talk about that you don't actually it's, you won't actually see that nearly, true number but i mean i had three browser windows open because yeah I, I was lining up something that was coming up ahead of time and i was watching something else and I didn't want to like so. Yeah, yeah, it's nearly impossible to tell you how many people have gone, but but it but it was great. The people came. The feedback was amazing. I screen flowed my session so that I could get the feedback. I was actually knocked knocked on my ass by by how nice people were. Um, by the time that had happened, the second the second time it was on, so it was the same class repeated, but it was time it was the European premiere. Um, there was less people. And that was because the first session was now on demand. So anybody could go. So they registered for it. They didn't need to turn up on the premiere. They can now watch it forever. So those 18,000 will watch it over. I've got a year to watch it now. But the second premiere, the UK one, I had Sarah, Tommy and uh, Elaine from Adobe. And I'd got all my questions pre-typed out, ready to paste in, and uh, and really enjoyed it, and got some lovely feedback from them. Enjoyed the experience. Uh, it was great to represent the InDesign community because InDesign was the only product that didn't get a mention in the keynote. How dare you, Adobe? I was mention <laughs> Most of your literature would have been made, but you know, InDesign feels like a special little clique, a special little crowd, and uh, it was lovely to represent that part of the community and which was lovely and yeah i think given given it was an online event it was nice to dip my toes in that world and and get like my first uh cap so to speak so if you if you're in if you're a professional soccer player in the uk and you represent your country it's traditional for and this goes back to the 1800s you get a cap an actual physical small flat cap with the game you played embroidered on the front. And if you play for England, you always get one. So it was nice to get my first Adobe Max cap. That's great. Um, uh, and I'd love to be invited back. I'd, I'd love the scary part of standing up on stage and teaching a, a, a lab or a class or something in 2021 or 2022, if, the, you know, depending how the world behaves. See, that, that's the interesting um, part. Is but yeah, for me, like, there was a lot of people. It's the mothership. There was a lot of people I talked to. Um, other instructors who I know and we're friends with. And there was a lot of, uh, of the same nerves going on, even though the classes were pre-recorded and done and, um, that they were about to go live for the first time and they were sitting there anxiously, you know, watching it. And it's, I, I realize it's probably even more nerve wracking because, um, I present not 
not to the amount of people, but I did some stuff at Photoshop World. And if you can, if something is going wrong in the class and you're teaching live, you can stop, you can change, you can, you can realize something is going off the rails and you can, you can stop back up and, and try to fix it. Once it's pre-recorded and it's just playing, man, it's just playing. You, you, you can't, you can't yeah. suddenly start screaming in, in your home. No, don't be stop that, you know, back it up. Let me go over that again. And it's like, it's going out. And so uh, I, I think actually I, I started realizing you might've even been more nervous because there's no stopping it and it's going to play twice. So if you, if, if it goes badly the first time, it's going to go yeah. badly again. You know, it's not. Well, I, I jokingly said to the moderators, like, obviously they've opened it up. There's half a million people registered. There's, you know, there's 18,000 people just coming to my class. Goodness knows like how some of the more popular people, how many people they're getting coming to theirs and how you've got to put that across. But I said, but also you've got to remember that those nasty people from Twitter and YouTube comments are also <laughs> going to be there. And oh, yeah. granted, you know, if anyone's abusive or anything, the moderators won't let the chat comment right. through and they get they get to block those people anyway. Um, and you've had to register with your email address. So if you were abusive or vile or racist or homophobic or anything like that, they had yeah, your details. It was properly moderated. Um, it, was, it was nicely yeah. done. I, I, I sat in a, but, yeah, I can see why. I, had, I don't use InDesign, I don't know, but I, I actually figured out that scripts are something that like person like me would actually be like, oh yeah, I can use that program because all I have to do is do this and this and it doesn't yeah. Me. Um, yeah. Speaking of, of instructors, so, I got to give a huge shout out to uh, Mark Heaps. Um, uh, he's a friend of ours. He's been on the show. I've been a TA for yeah. Mark for uh, both the last two years. And um, I went to watch one of Mark's classes, and uh, he's sitting there wearing a "He Shoots, He Draws" T-shirt. Um, I know, I know. For sure, I've got, I've got a tag mark in this because Alan sent me a photograph of Mark, and it was, it was just so funny. No, I'm not going to share it. It's not fair on Mark. Ever, but, uh... but, no, but let's just say Mark looked like he was really enjoying yeah. wearing the shirt. <laughs> but, I, I, but no, thank you, Mark, for representing because that was awesome. I didn't, I hadn't realised because I didn't, I wanted to watch Mark's back to back. A bit like it's a bit like Adobe Max Netflix. I say you got to look at it. It's Creativity Netflix. You can go in and binge watch all these labs and everything. And uh, yeah, fair play to Mark because I, I'm, I'm funny like that. I was thinking if I'm going to be on camera. I've got a really difficult choice. Whose T-shirt do I wear? So, so for my session, I obviously working for Astute Graphics. I wanted to give them some kudos. So my my uh, I wasn't Dave Clayton graphic designer. I was Dave Clayton training manager for Astute Graphics because I want us to get some promo. I wore the Astute Graphics shirt. Uh, I've been on a couple of things and wore my friends' T-shirts. And I know it's like a really important. It's like women deciding what to wear. Is it's critical what t-shirt you wear when you're on camera and who you're gonna who you're gonna promote or represent so so that was fantastic him doing that a big big shout out to tony harmer as well um tony did three labs tony is just you you he's just you cannot go wrong with tony harmer i think that should just say it on his business card tony harmer <laughs> you can't go wrong he, he i speak to him as much as i speak yeah. to you like constantly oh, he's a great guy um, I, just the stuff he teaches is so he, far yeah. above my working grade that i'm lost yeah pay grade like yeah lost in like 38 <laughs> seconds of you know tony tony goes open this open this dude and i'm already like okay wait where was that icon i'm 
on Dylan. It's fascinating yeah. to watch him because he's a really good teacher. He's yeah, he um, is. He's it, Tony could. T- he's one of those people like Joe McNally. He could teach you how to make cereal or how to mix cement, and you would still want to go out and make cereal and buy cement at the end of it. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of friends. I mean, there were Dave Cross. Um, so I'm my next event. I'll plug this as well while we're on Dave Cross in April with once lockdown came in, really got on the the boat quickly and did the Photoshop virtual summit. And it was a massive success. Really good. Five days of Photoshop training, 20 instructors, each doing two classes each. Dave very graciously asked me to take part in the second one, which is in November from the 9th to the 13th, I believe. Um, There will be a link in the show notes to sign up. So you can watch it for free. It's all free. If you want to pay $99, I think, the early bird, you get access to all the classes as downloadable videos. You get workbooks and uh the digital swag bag and all sorts of extras extra little tutorials we've all recorded um you get the whole yeah you get the whole five days worth of stuff for like 99 dollars or it's about 80 quid um so i will put a link in the show notes for that um so that's a specifically photoshop one that's got some people who are at adobe max um who are going to be on that but dave cross matt kleskowski you know our friends from from kelby just so many friends who'd been on the show and the evangelists always put in a good shift as well. Um, and it was, so I, I, like I said, I, I, I say, really did sit here for three days and did nothing else. Um, well, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't let that yeah. out too much. Yeah. I, I did nothing else but yeah. actually do action like nine o'clock in the morning till five o'clock every night. And then, um, I even watched some of the stuff later on the replays uh, with my wife, things that I thought she'd be interested in. She's not a designer or has anything to do with this world. Um, But there were some things that I thought were just worth looking at. And one of them was uh, uh, Kara um, Plichinich. Yeah, I've heard her name. I have never seen her teach. So came up on the first day that she was doing a, a Photoshop class. She did Photoshop for photographers, uh, layers and objects. And I was like, that's kind of fascinating. I just like, I, I must say she impressed the hell out of me. She, she's she a great instructor. If you were going to model on how to teach someone something, she's literally probably one of the best I've seen. And, um, I showed her to my, I showed the class part of that class to my wife just because of the way she went through what is, can be a very complicated process, but broke it down into simple steps. And we were both just really impressed with her, the way she, her manner and the way she approached stuff was very, very approachable and dealable. And, um, like I hate to say it, but I'm now kind of looking at everyone else and comparing them to her. Like, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I know some people go faster, some people go slower. I just I was really impressed with her, with with her, and you know, just flat out was one of those other people. If you're never use Photoshop and you want to start learning, she's someone I would definitely look at and uh, for her yeah. style and, and the way she worked. Um, and something I love about Kara, which i don't know whether it was the i can't even remember how i first kind of came across her but it was an indesign class that she was teaching cara teaches like she's loving every second of what she's doing 
and it comes across as so genuine and I've got to know her and I remember coming back from one of the events I think it was Adobe Max we were both at the airport at the same time and I've got a feeling it was at a time where the the discussion of me doing the InDesign book was already in the works and I think and I had a conversation with her about it and said you know obviously it's really weird having learned from her um I think I might have purchased one of her classes from Udemy or something like that but I remember watching an InDesign class and she just made it so much fun and I just thought oh if I got to do that that's how I'd want to present that's how I'd want to teach looking like you you, you genuinely love what you're doing so get the opportunity to teach it and we were at the airport just waiting to check in and and everything i think she was actually i think she was actually at the wrong gate <laughs> or, or we're going through tsa and she was in the wrong place so we had, we had a little chat for a while um and i'm hoping i've got to get in touch with her. i'm hoping to get her on the show post adobe max uh to talk about everything because she also go and look for her ted talk oh, really? i'm not going to say what yeah i'm not going to say what it's about but to find her i'll put it in the show notes i'll get a link um there's something else Kara talks about that's not design related that was really interesting to watch uh, that's to do with her personally. Um, but yeah, she's she's lovely. Uh, and I, I saw her at Creative Pro as well. She taught at Creative Pro and I think she's probably going to be teaching there again next year. Um, there was a couple of other people, uh, a fellow Englishman, Will Patterson, who's a lettering, an amazing lettering artist, one of the nicest guys you could meet. He's from north of England. Uh, he's very creative. He does a lot on Procreate, but he's really good an illustrator. And Will, I know Will has been flown out to Adobe Max a couple of times just kind of to be part of the, the, the right. ecosystem um, and didn't get to teach. But uh, he got a chance to do a live... In fact, he was one of the few people that did a live class at Max this year and handled himself brilliantly as he always does um so i jumped in on his session and gave him some support and i asked him some low there were some questions i wanted him to answer that i knew the answer to but i thought there'd be good questions for him and we had a little chat afterwards and he said oh it was you asking all the good questions <laughs> like hey will do you have a book out and i knew he did and i wanted him to plug his book but will was great and also another guy i've um i've learned a lot from who I think it's tutvids.com, but his name's Nathaniel Dodson. Uh, he did a really good class about logo design with the new Illustrator iPad, uh, Illustrator on the iPad. Um, and Nat teaches Photoshop and uh, Illustrator and video. He's got a really good tutorial channel. So it's nice to see him get a look in as well. But what I think what was lovely from um, from Adobe's point of view they were able to give more instructors opportunity to create very specific content. They're now able to review and see what was popular, what worked and what didn't. It's a great marketing exercise for them to see what works, you know, who, what, which tools need a bit more love maybe in terms of teaching and which tools maybe, you know, were super, super successful. But it was nice to see some new faces get an opportunity to speak, as well as the the regulars and the old faces. I think, personally, given that I don't think the world's going to get back to whatever normal is for at least another two years minimum. I mean, already Creative South in April next year uh, has already been pushed back to 2022. 
Um, even though it's October now, they've said, you know, we still can't predict April, so we're now going to push it back another year. I think for for most of us, if you haven't already thought about it, 2021 is going to be 2020 version two. Um, 2020 has been dealing with it and uh, is experiencing it, and 2021 is going to be how do we deal with the after effects of it. And a, and a lot of things are going to change. As you know, Alan's a concert photographer, and, <laughs> and uh, the, the arse, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a photographer because no, the arse has dropped out of that industry. So, you know, Alan's got to kind of wait and see how that's going to come back. And you know, you're not going to have twenty thousand people crammed in your local arena for a long time, because until this thing isn't a thing anymore. Um, so, I think for for Adobe Max. I could well see I could well see them doing this again. I think going forward uh, my personal this is based on nothing other than personal opinion. I think maybe a hybrid Adobe Max could be a part in person limited to an amount of people like we're putting 10,000 tickets for sale or 8,000 tickets for sale first come first served. Or there may be some kind of structure where those who have been many times before may get preference or whatever. Um, And then those who can't go, uh, like those who can go will pay to go and be in person and get that whole Max experience. And those who can't go will get an online experience and it will be a hybrid event because now Adobe have done this, they know how to do it and they probably had the biggest and one of the best to manage and still like still be available now um i think it would work in their favor i think the photography show in the uk had a similar instance they you know theirs is an expo floor with vendors and they had to go digital this year and i think just the experience of doing an online event has helped them add another product that they can potentially be able to do something if not the live thing they can still do something online to help those people and, the, and have sessions and vendors and like even the marketplace at adobe max which i love on the last day where you can go around to all the vendors and buy posters and t-shirts and that they still had the marketplace but you you went to the, the their websites and you would buy stuff there and i think there's a lot there's a lot to come out of this adobe max that will help other conferences and the way the future of conferences definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think that a hybrid uh, thing is going to happen um, in the future. I mean, I, I could see Adobe because in the long run, I mean, literally, the company makes software. That's their, you, you know, they try to make or foster creativity. They try to have creatives, but, you know, use their stuff. But in the long run, it's a publicly traded company that needs to make a profit and they sell software. Yeah. So this entire conference is a way to get people to keep using and creating with their software. Now they have ulterior, they have altruistic motives to help people create better and want to do better. I believe that because I know the people who work there and the people who get hired are the ones that want to help people. There's no one sitting. There's no one sitting yeah. in the back going, you know, Julianne, go out and teach a couple of classes because that'll make more people use Lightroom. That's not her goal. She wants people to be able to no. take their pictures and turn them into personal projects or do the compositing that she was showing this year. The people we know who teach there: um, Mark Heaps, uh, Lisa Carney, um, Julianne. Uh, um, Russell was popping up all over the place and, and, and you know, in certain things. Um, 
uh, Terry White uh, was, you know, popped up in a bunch of places. Um, yeah. Jason Levine. Oh, oh, by the way, completely aside, but it just popped in my head. So Jason Levine went on to, uh, I think it was Twitter or Facebook or something, and apologized for the fact that he didn't sing during uh, Max this year. <laughs> so he did a, a, a song on social media and Adobe has shared it. It's actually, I think on, they, they literally played it during the closing ceremonies last night. So somewhere along the way, oh. Jason did get his song in, which was really great to see. Um, completely aside of everything else. Feel free to just yeah, yeah. That and throw that away. Um, <laughs> no, 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 we stay leaving that in. <laughs> but the, the, the people we know, uh, you know, and we know how passionate they are about what they do. This is why they do it. No one, out of the people I know who taught at Adobe Max did it because they want to sell a book or make some money or that's never been the goal for any of these people. They do it because they're seriously passionate about what they do. They're creatives. They're seriously passionate about creating. So, um, and I think Adobe has managed to do that and transfer that into an online event better than I've seen up until this point. Um, there were two things that, um, as we've been talking about this, that popped in my head that I hope they change when they do this next year. And the first one is every time I put my mouse over the window that it was playing on, the top of the screen got dark. And I know it's some kind of little oh. thing that was like to show that my mouse was on it, but it was really distracting because it kept changing. And I kept having to find the unmute button, which I took. Oh, and instead you the captions oh, on the and off on toggle off. came I on. It. I paused the live <laughs> events about a hundred thousand times. Uh, it was like so. I love the fact that it was like the full browser window and it was like immersive, and I was right there. But it also drove me a little crazy that this black haze used to show up on the top of the screen, and I used to have to hunt and peck for the little unmute button by scrolling down a little bit and most of the times i would click on stuff and so but other than that i mean and those were absolutely minor i mean i'm now being annoyed by tiny little things you know other conferences yeah yeah. on on the plus side i didn't have to walk eight thousand miles in three days which (laughs) true yeah steps i got to sit on my ass and and do zero steps it was the opposite of steps (laughs) i had minus steps uh and uh I never ran out of food. I never had to look for a for a vending no. machine to find another water because uh, you know I stocked up on I stocked up on Monday. I went to the supermarket and loaded up with uh, with water and snacks, so I didn't have to actually leave my office for for a couple of days. And I'm not, and I'm not saying it's a dope <laughs> fault, but there's so many people in the live event that the lines when you have a half hour break for something get a little insane. And they put out snacks and water all the time, but it looks sometimes it looks like a, a locust cloud has gone through and, and <laughs> table. you know they have to have like armed security around the table before the breaks start or, or the you know the locusts come in and just ravish everything in sight um i just remembered someone else who was on that you have actually met and i was very impressed with his talk and he's he's somebody i'd love to meet one day um you actually have a funny story about him because i do remember <laughs> your wife got got your wife got to have a photograph taken with billy idol and some other bloke that she didn't understand why he had yeah, to be was, in the it picture his, it was in his studio actually and yeah shepherd ferry um i actually watched that it was a really great homage homage uh you know 
to design and, and yeah to, to keith herring and how it all started and uh um, yeah, Shepard Ferry uh, threw a party when he did the album artwork for Billy Idol's Idolize Me uh, a couple of years ago. God, I say a couple of years ago, but it's probably like a decade by now. It's going. It's, yeah, it's probably like 1992. Yeah, it was 2000 and, <laughs> 2010 or 12 or it, some, somewhere back. Yeah. There, and we, yeah, my, my wife had kind of short hair at the time. Now her hair is really long, but she's uh, she got a picture taken with Billy Idol, and the next thing you know, Shepard Ferry standing on the other side, and she, she kind of looks at me like, "We can't go away." I was like, "It's his house." <laughs> Who's he? It's like he's, he's like famous, you know. He did Obey Giant. Yeah. I said to her, "I'm so je- I'm I'm jealous you got to meet Billy Idol because I love Billy Idol, but I'm even more jealous that you got to also meet Shepard Ferry and you went to his studio and and I, I've got to say, Alan, when I stayed at Alan's last year because um, he works Comic Con, which we have we have got an episode where we talk to Alan. Uh, I talked to Alan about Comic Con. Um, What's really cool is Alan, part of Alan's job means he gets to bring home all the, the Comic-Con posters and stuff. And he sat down with me last year and, he's, and he just said, like, let's go through some of the spare stuff I've got. What, what would you like? So you had um, the Orville, signed Orville poster. Or yeah, Orville poster and the Simpsons. And um, oh, I think yeah. it was a family guy and a couple of other shows. And then you kind of got these other prints out and they were... Billy Idol screen prints signed by, designed and signed personally by Shepard Fairey. I couldn't, I couldn't get them in my luggage quick enough. <laughs> Before it was like I was thinking, he's going to say to me in the morning, actually, can I have those back? And uh, I'm getting those framed, not in cheap IKEA frames like these these ones behind, because I do a swap around. Those are going in. I'm getting them frame I, framed. I forgot about them. And they are. Yeah, yeah. Went, you done for years, we went, didn't we went you? To that, uh, it was a it was an album release party, f- or or a little party after Billy Idol did. They did a week playing at the House of Blues in Los Angeles, which is no longer there. And um, a friend of mine introduced me to the woman who uh, dresses and designs all the Billy Idol outfits on stage, or at least back then. And um, we ended up being invited to this party, and um, I was <clears> allowed <throat> to actually bring my camera too, which is. Uh, kind of an odd thing and Shepard he's a DJ as well so he spent a little time DJing and it was the Billy Idol's band and they kind of had these little posters as parting gifts or you know a little thank you for coming to the party and I we my wife and I each got one and we put him in a and I came home and I put him in an envelope or in a thing and I stuck him in the closet and I kind of kind of forgot about it um I get a lot of I get a lot of stuff that sometimes I don't realize you know it, to me it was just a memento of the night i have the photos which are more important so yeah um, yeah you know, but i i at the time i knew shepherd fairy from the obey giant and you know the under the giant posters and the artwork and then obviously the obama hope poster was you know the next big thing he done i think this was actually before that yeah but i never really thought about it as something when dave saw it and he got like i'm like yeah dude i'd love to about wet myself <laughs> to, go ahead I, you know I felt like if I, you know, took him away from him, it'd, it'd, it'd be a bad. It, it was like me for Alan. If I just suddenly said, oh, yeah, my, my brother used to do security at gigs and he gave me these album covers that he got signed. And, and I go to Alan, oh, hang on, I've got one here. Who's Jerry Garkia? Yeah. 
right <laughs> the grateful dead and and him going oh yeah. i'll that's take exactly that <laughs> um, that's you know that's the other thing about max that's that's you know um before wrapping up that was that was the one thing i missed this year was not running into people i know and not meeting new people um Someone, yes, someone posted yeah. on Facebook in one of the groups I mean, yesterday, you know, post Adobe Max wrap up and it was a young kid and they were like, I went to Max this year. Um, I'm just out of high school. I'm going into college. I'm thinking about taking it. I saw year. that. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if I'll ever be able to go back because of what it costs and the rest of it. You know, what were your takeaways from Max? And, and it made me think for a minute because it was like, you know, seriously, I have met more people at those conferences that have become friends that I never really thought I would go and meet friends. I, you know, uh, it started with Photoshop world way back when, and it's continued to max and it's the same group of people, but you're standing around, uh, like Aaron's not a great friend of mine, but I'm friendly with Aaron. I got to meet him and hang out with him. And, um, yeah, you know, we've done stuff before, uh, Meredith, who was on the, we had on the show earlier, um, Lisa Carney, yeah. I met Lisa at an Adobe max event, before I ever went to Adobe Max because Dave came to Adobe Max in San Diego when we went to a pre-Adobe Max event. I wasn't even going to Max, but I sat down and I was talking to her, um, Kevin Stolmeyer. You know, like there were people that were that are around that are now I consider really close friends that I made. And the reason we became friends was because we had this creativity, in, you know, in common. In common, that's, yeah. That's literally how you're standing in a conference and everyone around you is creative. And even if you look around and I look around, yes. and go, I'm not creative, like they're creative. I'm, but, but you're still like, Oh no, I use these products. I make this stuff. I do these things. And so do they, and you start off on a higher base level. So you're not, you're not like general public, you're creative people. And yeah, it's it's not like being a stranger in a room and looking around and trying to work out who likes football and who likes right. music, hoping that you can strike up a conversation like an like an awkward barbecue with dads where all the mums know each other and the dads are standing around like, do you like football? No, okay, well I'll go and talk to him then. Do you like the Rolling Stones? No, okay, I'm on my own. Um, it's like you're there and you know that every single person there has invested in themselves hugely to be there. Uh, they want to immerse themselves in it they want to experience it learn from others and like you say i've um guests that have been on the show uh billy bauman from delicious design league i went over to see dan styles to say hello his wife hadn't been well um and i went to go and quickly say see him at his booth and also dk the guys from dkng and i got to meet billy and billy's become a really good friend he's been on the podcast Th those are the little chance meetings uh, and and then also working for Astute, I started to find out more about other designers, and I got to meet them at Max and develop relationships. And then, like Max, might be the only time I see them in person. Um, Photoshop world is different; I get to see a different set of people. There is some crossover. Creative South is a different thing. All those people there all love the same thing you do, just a different part of it. And you can strike up a conversation with any single person and learn something even from an attendee, oh, yeah. even if you don't go to a class. And that's why when people go, oh, that's really expensive and I can't afford it. I think, I think there's a difference between something being expensive and you not being able to afford it. I think certain things are worth what they're sold at 
but obviously your circumstances don't permit you to spend that kind of money on it which is unfortunate but if you do work for yourself and you are able to put money away even if you just took the first 50 dollars of every job you do and stick it in a bank and one day just try and go to a creative south or a photoshop world or an, or an adobe max or even adobe max europe if it happens in 2022 i think it will be um go just go it, it is i remember my first the first photoshop world where i met you that trip cost me more than i ever declared to my other half <laughs> um but yeah, I, I invested in myself. That trip cost me. That trip cost me probably close to two and grand. It's paid for itself. Two thousand pounds. The last decade. Oh, God, yes. Uh, the, the fact that what I got from that event, uh, you know, and uh, and I'm not. I don't want to talk about money, but I have had jobs that I've earned that money back in one job through a relationship I made through that event. Um. So while you might see it as a big chunk of money think of it like a long-term investment in you um you know that two thousand pounds has now been 200 pounds per year if i look back to that first spend um some of it was i did upgrade my hotel room to a corner on mandalay bay looking out on the strip but <laughs> but you have to invest in yourself not just the equipment you can keep buying all the gear and the cameras and the lenses and the software and the Wacom tablets and the Cintiqs and everything. But if you just stay at home locked in your room and don't interact, don't go to the small events, the medium events and the big events, you will be stifled. Because trust me, when you can go to an event and meet people and develop friendships and 10 years on be sat in England and San Diego talking over Skype co-hosting a podcast from a relationship that started in an elevator here's the here's the key everyone listening if you go to an event yeah find dave because dave knows everyone (laughs) and if you just walk around and i'll introduce you you'll get introduced to everyone that's how i met ann pruitt that's how i met draftland all these people dave knows everyone i know no one and i'm very quiet and I, i tend to be uh more introverted especially as public even when i even when i work i tend to wear all black i hide in the shadows i photograph stuff from the sides i don't like to be the center of attention but dave knows everyone so the key is go to a conference find dave he works <laughs> and if i don't know them i oh, will yeah. do by the end but of the that's conference. the other thing is that i said not only to find friends if you want to or not you will find you will find someone at a conference that yeah. you'll be friends with even if you never like that was you didn't think that was ever going to happen you you just it's yeah. just so much it's so worth it um you know yeah and, hey uh Drafton said this um i've done this I, I know you've done this people we meet at these conferences people whose work we admire people whose stuff we look at and we think they can do it if i get something that i can't do i love being able to recommend someone else for that job my buddy daniel in town mm. um, i've worked with him a lot he, he's a concert photographer as well. He works for the AP. He's recommended me for jobs. I've recommended him for jobs. Um, it's great to have a list of people that you know and that you can recommend for doing stuff. And part of the reason I have that list and part of the reason I know those people is from events like this. Um, it's a lot harder yeah. when it's virtual. It's the, it's the one downside. It's the one part that I felt a little isolated. But um, it is what it is. Uh, I'm 
trying to stay safe and trying to stay alive. <laughs> it's getting a little tougher <laughs> uh, around the world right now. But um, if I, I'm you know, on all of this, I, I'm diabetic. Uh, so for me, COVID is not something that I think is just going to be, uh, if I catch it, I'm just going to be able to shake it off. Um, so I'm yeah. very, I'm very careful about what I do and where I go and, and how I work. Um, so uh, I'm hoping that everyone wears a mask and stays safe and washes their hands and uh, we can beat this thing and hopefully see each other in person and not over screens. Uh, I want to say at the end of 2021, I, I really want that to happen, Dave. Yeah. I want you to come visit. Your room is ready, but I know. you got to be blatantly honest oh, with mate, the way the numbers are trust going right me. now. I think it's going to be 2022. And um, Yeah. My heart sank my heart because all the time i've been thinking we will wrap up eventually i don't care how long this goes on if you stay sticking with us thank you um i was already kind of my last event of this year went went digital and it should have done it should have done longer before it did which was designer con in anaheim and even then i thought okay i'm i'm not going to go down that the idiot in the big in the big white building i don't care if you voting for him and you stop listening to the podcast that's your prerogative um but to to get it and then come out and say he's immune is a stupid thing to say i have we believe i've had it that we, we believe it's been in our household because my son had it and he works at the hospital but i just thought would okay i might risk doing this i know how to behave i know what not to touch i will wear a mask on the plane everywhere i'll be cleaning my hands washing my hands having as little interaction with people as possible i think i could go and do this event however it's an event with people where you're picking up stuff and touching it which is very odd but in the back of my mind it was always like dave don't risk it don't be stupid you don't need to go you can go another year so I thought, okay, that's it. I'm not going to go. My, my, I'm going to carry my Virgin flight over from Creative South last year. I can start planning for April next year. Creative South being the first event and then looking at maybe. And then, blessing Mike Jones dropped a video yesterday that said, and, and rightly so, he can't risk spending time and raising people's hopes and, and getting businesses involved in an event that could just as easily be cancelled again in April because it's only six months away. We're still not out of yeah, this we're, we're, anywhere no, around the world. To, we're nearly back to that event, from here. Yeah. The I mean, so he's pushed it back to 2022. And it, that was like the first trip I was yeah. looking forward to coming back and thinking, if I can go and visit Alan. But, but also, and I'm going to say this, my opinion, I know Alan's just said it, Wear a mask, okay? It's not going to hurt you. The reason why this is all still going on is because there are people who won't wear them, who don't believe it, who think it's nonsense. You are you are up there with people who think the earth is flat. I'm sorry, but the quicker we all can do as much as we possibly can, the quicker we can we can be allowed out to play again, the quicker we can be treated like human beings again and be allowed to do the things we say we want to do. And the longer you're stupid about it, the longer this goes on. And even then, if I could have come in April and kind of risked but there wasn't a vaccine, I would not gone I would not have gone and visited Alan. I would not have put his life at risk knowing that I'd been on a couple of planes, been in an event, been in a taxi, been in an airport, 
and potentially still passed it on to Alan. So that that kind of it. So I'm looking forward to coming. I'm looking forward to seeing you and staying with you and Adria again. But until I can safely hug right. you. It's, it's... And not and not worry. It's kind of I've written, I've probably written off twenty twenty one as another travelling year again, because it's hey. that's the part. Is that it's the it is the human contact side of it. It's more than just knowing people. It is the hugging and spending time in groups and sitting down and drinking and eating right. together. That's really important. I, I shot an event last night. Actually, uh, they're doing an event at the arena where I'm the house photographer. It's in the parking lot. It's an opera. I had to get a COVID test um, through the city. I have to fill out a form every day with my temperature, who I run into, uh, basically, even if I'm not going in for the day. Um, and they're, they have these incredible health and safety um, things in place. And they are doing a really good job. It can be done. We can have things happen. We can do stuff if people pay attention to what's going on and the best way to, to do it. Now, um, the problem that I have with it is that I needed to get a COVID test. So I went last Saturday morning and I got a COVID test done by the uh, state of California, San Diego health and human services. I took it on Saturday morning at nine o'clock. I got the results on Tuesday. Now I know that between yeah. Saturday and Tuesday, I sat in my office because <laughs> I didn't do anything and I didn't go anywhere yeah. and nothing happened. But the idea that it takes three or four days to get a result back means that the test is really worthless. Um, I, I was COVID free on yeah. Saturday. I'm working on Thursday and then Saturday again. So yes, I know that I don't have it. I haven't gone anywhere. I haven't talked to anyone. I haven't left the house. I've literally been at max <laughs> virtual. You've been the most compliant right. person and, I know. And, and, um, <laughs> it's all good, but so there are ways that we can beat this. There are ways that we can do this, but wearing a mask, being safe, doing all that stuff is going is going is going to be the only way that helps. Um, it's very depressing mm. to live here right now and wake up in the morning and see the numbers on the news. A thousand people are dying a day. Thousands and thousands mm. of people are testing positive a day. We're spiking again. We never really went down. Um, in the same breath, they're saying oh my God, a thousand people died and tomorrow we're going to try to figure out how to open schools. It's very, very weird to live here. Mm. We don't have a national policy. We don't have anyone in leadership role right now who's doing that. If you follow me on social media, you'll know my thoughts on that. I don't need to go into it here. Um, <laughs> but I'm really hoping that if we all just kind of go together, we can make next year a recovery year and we can get back to doing all the stuff we used to do, or at least a version of it, um, the following years. Because Adobe Max was fantastic. Kudos yeah. to Adobe for putting on an event and not just scrapping it. Uh, and kudos for them for updating all the software except for InDesign. Um, you know. <laughs> oh no, they did. They did. Up, they did update InDesign. They just okay. didn't talk about. It. In fact, there was there were a couple of really cool additions they did in InDesign, yeah. which which were fantastic. Whatever. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna when I, when I interview Kara. Or um, I've actually asked Terry White to be on the show as well. We'll okay. talk about that yeah. stuff. But, but I mean, yeah, you know, they could have they could have just said they could have just announced it. They could have just had um, uh, you know the Adobe evangelists come out and say this 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 and this is what's new. Um, yeah, uh, it it was a fantastic event. It made me miss everyone more. <laughs> it was a little uh, yesterday. Was a, <laughs> yesterday was a tough day. Yesterday because 
You know, in the, in the other two days, Dave and I would text back and forth or message back and forth. Yesterday was just a busy day on both sides. I had to get some actual other work done. I know Dave yeah. been working. There's an eight-hour time difference. All kinds of, you know, weird stuff was going on. So it was very isolating at the same time as seeing all the things that I love. Um, I'm really hoping that if we all just buckle down, you know, two years from now, we can be back in person next year, maybe end of next year, maybe. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I've missed every I've missed everyone this year and so it's been it's been a year of testing a lot of things and I think from a creative point of view just f- you know for the world that we're in I, I personally want to say a massive thank you to everyone at Adobe involved in this Adobe Max this year from you know whatever aspect of Adobe you work at that put this together just just thank you from the bottom of my heart I absolutely you guys deserve to be flown to Hawaii and have a big holiday when you're allowed to um, because it truly has been, you know, these are what you got to remember is you might go on and go, Oh, I hate Adobe. I hate this. I hate that. These are people doing a job. These are people employed. There are some wonderful 99.9% of the people at Adobe 9.9.9999 recurring are wonderful people who are trying to do the best that they're given the chance to do to give us this software they worked damn hard to put this thing on they worked damn hard for adobe max all the things that they're able to do you know they are people and if right if you get a chance just post something on twitter or social media and tag adobe max and just say thank you just be a nice person and just say thank you because I saw somebody on a chat complain about um, it was a podcast a Slack channel and somebody put I was really disappointed with Adobe Max it left me a bit flat uh, I thought the sessions could have been and I just thought they did this for f- this was free they 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 put all this on and you're just being a bitch about it uh, because one like because you want to bash Adobe rather than just think of the opportunity that was given to so many people who don't get access to that around the world. You know, something you could do for free around the world. You could have no money, and, and as long as you've got internet access, you could have Still learned can. something. These classes are going yeah. to be there for, so, for a, I believe, a year. For a wow. year. I mean, yeah. So if you did get something from it, just go and say thank you. That, that's all you need to do. It's it's been a really good three days. I'm so I'm I'm proud to be a part of it. I'm I always love it when it comes round and Alan and I can hang out and I stay at his house in San Diego or we get a we get an apartment in LA and we room together and it it's, it's it is a really wonderful thing and I'm I, I I just can't find enough superlatives to say about all the experiences I've had from all of this and. And and thank you, Adobe, for having me teach my first Adobe Max. Um, thank you, Kathy. I know you might not listen to this, but I might take this snippet out and send it to you. Kathy, I absolutely love you. I'm not going to say your surname because I don't want people saw, bothering you. Saying, ch- I saw her in the chat room in one of the, in one of the, um, one of the sessions I was in. And uh, I had to quickly just drop a quick, oh, so good to see you in this because I would see her in person walking in and checking on rooms. And so it's yeah. really nice to see that. It reminded me of, um, it reminded me of last year I was teeing for Mark Heaps in a class and Kathy walked in and she just stood in the back for a few minutes just to see how things were going, making sure everything was going right. Went over, yeah. said hello, you know, talked for a few minutes and then she left. So it reminded me of that, that she was still there. She was still checking in on rooms. 
um i've had a lot yeah. of messages from tas who were like oh we saw you in you know in a chat room for this you know um so I, I just yeah no Kathy is she's out I I, I actually gave her a credit in the acknowledgements in my yeah. book and like Kathy you are our queen and we like and there's a great uh, I remember she was in um, at Photoshop World and I think she'd hurt her leg or she'd had her knee operation she was in the mobility scooter and uh, bless her she was going around on that uh, but no Kathy thank you thank you everyone involved that that made it what it was um, Alan and I have you know had three days of indulging ourselves in it and we knew we wanted to do this this episode tonight to do a, a deep dive uh when this goes out this may there may be a bonus episode um with an interview with somebody who was also at adobe max this year who i get i only get to meet him at adobe max and he's from england we actually both lived in the same town um but coming up we've got dan mumford that's right uh, who's quite possibly going to be out the same week as this, because I think I might put this out on the Monday and Dan out on the Friday, because I wanted to get Dan out quickly, because we also spoke about Adobe Max. Um, and I've also got another interview that I'm going to try and edit that's really good, that came from uh, a chat that turned into a podcast episode uh, with a, a guy called John, who's High Road Design, um, which was really fun to do. But as I said, we got. Uh, I'm hoping to get Cara on. Uh, I've got Annie Atkins coming up. Uh, Elise Swopes, who also, great. yeah, Elise was one of the key speakers at Adobe Max. Uh, we're interviewing her in November. Uh, we're, we're doing a specific post Max experience. Elise is um, she's a, an iPhone photographer. She shoots and edits in iPhone. She's got a podcast. Uh, which I'll put, I'll put a link to when we get around to it. But she's a lovely lady, very inspirational. She's got a podcast. She's very a kind soul, kind human being. I'm looking forward to that one. <clears throat> um, and yeah, and just leading up to the end of the year, we've got some. <clears throat> oh dear, I'm coughing now. I've been talking too long. Uh, we've got some really good guests lined up. Um, I just need a couple of people to come back. But yeah, we've got some photographers and designers and creative people. And and going into 2021. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna make some changes we're just gonna freshen up a little bit here and there and the theme music and some graphics and um, try and tart up the website a bit but we're gonna try and find kind of step out of photography and design a little bit like into the next ring on the target uh, where people are still in the creative industry but not necessarily always photography and design because I think it's as we're as I'm starting to do the interviews, I'm getting introduced to other people and realizing there are people on the outskirts of what we do that are just right. as interesting. So hopefully Alan will be well, along for the ride in 2021. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, so we'll wrap it up. Uh, thank you everyone for listening, for sticking with us tonight. It's a long one, but what the hell? It's my my podcast. <laughs> we can do what we want. Well, one more name I got to throw out. One and, more name uh, I got to throw out. I got to yeah, go on. I sat in on uh, Rob Sylvan's classes, Lightroom classes. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, you know. Uh, I don't even yeah. use Lightroom. Yeah, <laughs> I still sat in on Rob's like, class. I, he's a, he's, I, I, I've lived in Lightroom since it was out in beta. Um, I know Lightroom. Uh, I dream in Lightroom sometimes, but Rob <laughs> Rob notices Lightroom stuff, and uh, it was great to to be able to kind of uh, sit and watch him go through the paces. I even picked up a little trick or two that um, is going to cut down on my workflow time. So I was like, oh man, you know, 
that that's the nice part about it. I, a lot of times I just pick classes because I know the people teaching them. <laughs> I really like to see them, and then I yeah. get surprised by something I didn't know, and it's it's always it's always great. So, uh, I yeah. think that's I think that's it for me until we stop recording, and then five minutes from now I'll think of ten more things. So, um, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. I know I know there's someone I've forgotten that I wanted to mention. I should have written them all down. But look, go on the Adobe Max website. So I'm going to give the address. It's, uh, yeah, if you just go to adobe.com, there'll be a link for Max. If not, I think it's max.adobe.com. But I will put something in the show notes. Go through the sessions, filter out the stuff you want to see, watch some of the speakers, watch Dan, watch Aaron, um, watch uh, the, the, the guy that did Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the people that we've mentioned, go and see some of those classes, indulge yourself, it's all free, go and learn a new skill, um, go on social media and say thank you, and check out some of the people, you know, just randomly go and pick someone you've never seen before, and go and sit in a class, um, you're right about the the rate, I, I wish the rate, rate the people w- would be good, but I still think if you get the opportunity, um, just drop a just find a contact for adobe and just say really enjoyed this session and put it on social media and say like i've just watched mark heaps or just watched so and so find their tag thank them say you enjoyed the session because i know that will mean a lot to everybody involved that someone got something from watching it even if it was just one little nugget um and then yeah and then hopefully we'll be talking about this again in a year and we'll be recording it in your back garden drinking a beer in person yeah okay right so um yeah bunch of show notes thank you for sticking with us and um and we'll see you next time bye-bye now